Hey, welcome back to Fireside Chats with Josh Cardinale. This is uh, episode four now. I'm here with Alex Valenti and Will Hines tonight. We're going to be talking about some fun stuff. So, what's going on, guys? Should be an interesting talk tonight. Thanks for the polite welcome, Josh. Yeah, I got you, man. Yeah, Josh, I appreciate the intro. I'm looking forward to this talk. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Been uh, sitting on this one for a while. So, the main thing that I wanted to talk about tonight was... Uh, Gun control um, in America. Uh, I think I think we've reached the point where it should it should be talked about a little more <laughs> and a little more seriously, personally. Um, we've had two, three, three mass shootings in the last two days. Three mass shootings in the last eight days, Josh. Yeah. Three? Yeah. The Gilroy shooting in North uh, North Cali- Northern California. And we had El Paso, Texas, and recently this morning, 1 a.m., Sunday morning, um, in uh, Ohio, day in Ohio. Jeez. Yeah. That's not good, man. It's not good at all. There's a lot of people dying. A lot of people dying. We had 29 dead in El Paso, 9 dead in the shooting in day in Ohio, and then I believe 4 dead in the Gilroy shooting at the largest music festival in the country, if I'm correct about that. Yeah. Northern California. And uh, here in the U.S., in the last 216 days, we have now had 251 mass shootings. Um, so at least one a day for the past, well, year has been going on. And uh, I think that's a little crazy. And there's nowhere else on earth like this right now. Like in war torn countries, like, you know, like. This, this shit doesn't happen. Yeah. That's right. Not, not even close. The numbers aren't close, Josh. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. But we also have three times the amount of guns as yeah. we do people here in the U.S. Well, that's true. I mean, we make up like 4% of the worldwide population, but we own close to 42% of all guns in the world. Wow. Yeah. It's an interesting statistic, Josh. Yeah. We own like all of it, man. Crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot of firearms. That's a lot of weapons. That's a lot of lead. It's a lot of potential to kill. Yeah, that's not good. I don't like that. I mean, like, sure, constitutional right, whatever, bearing arms. I'm cool with it. But um, at some point, you gotta be like, all right, is this too much? You know. It's a good talking point. What constitutes a mass shooting? Though? At least four people or more shot, not including the shooter. That would be a mass shooting or a massacre. Either one. You can call it either. It doesn't really matter. Do we differentiate those from like gang affiliated incidents? No. Uh, no. Each mass shooting is classified though, so you could say um, with some of the most recent are be called uh, are becoming to call domestic terrorism okay. uh, or self cannibalism as I call it, um, taking out our own people. Uh, it's dangerous. And you're right, Josh. We do need to draw the line somewhere. And we're the artists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like it's, it's just gotten to a point where this isn't something that I'm going to be able to just not talk about it. You know, like, this is now so important to me that, like, I'm going to have this conversation with pretty much everybody in my life, and 
I'm not happy about it. I'm not going to sit back and just let it roll me over, you know, anymore. Because we're all desensitized to it, you know. You hear about it all the time. It's like, oh, what happened today? And where was this one? Okay. You know, like, I, I feel bad for that, but it happens so often that it, it's so hard to keep up with it. And it's just sad. Just know? like today, when we, I was like, oh, there were three? Right. I thought there were two. Right. I was, you know, when was the third one? There was no surprise in my voice. I was just like, well, I didn't hear about this. Story. Right. Yeah, I actually think it's a good point you have, Will. I woke up this morning and saw about a shooting in Dayton, Ohio on BuzzFeed News. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, okay, this this must be wrong. This must be the shooting in El Paso. There's right. there's no way so another one happened. I, I fell asleep and I woke up and I saw there was another shooting. I fell asleep at right around midnight last night and couldn't believe it that another mass shooting happened from when I fell asleep to the morning when I woke up but it did Wall Street Journal reported it and it, it happened it now, certainly did are these because I read an article I believe on I want to say the one in Ohio no the one in El Paso they said would be for the next 10 days people were planning shootings is that what it was did you hear about this? No, I didn't. I haven't read anything about that. I read somewhere that there was like some announcement made by the person or an organization he was a part of. Okay. Where they were uh, planning on ten more. Really crap. So there's like some cabal or like. There's something, and they're trying. They're air quotes trying to raise awareness for something, but uh, in a pretty. Way. Oh, this is the shittiest way to raise awareness yeah. or something. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, the, o- the only thing I've heard of that they could possibly be raising awareness to is immigration. Um, yeah. I know the shooter posted a manifesto that me and Josh were talking to prior to this uh, recorded talk um, that he was claiming uh, that all of our immigrants should go back to their country of origin. Despite their personality, despite who they are as a person, just because they are immigrants, um, because of where they're from, because they're not from the U.S., um, that they should go back for whatever reason. The shooter believed that. Um, could be because of our commander in chief. Could be because of his statements, his remarks on campaign rallies. Build the wall uh, is a popular one. I'm sure yep. many of you have heard. Oh yeah. Um, along with. Uh, I believe, what was the chant? Send her back. Yeah, send, not too long yep, ago. yep, send her back. Um, and then he also targeted um, one of our black congressmen uh, just the other day. And Nancy Pelosi had to take a stand for that, and she did. Yeah, he's not doing anything to uh, kind of calm this down at all. He doesn't seem to be too bothered by the fact that, you know, this country's pretty racially charged at the moment and uh, I'd say he's I mean kind of just inciting it at this point you know with, with his uh, the way he talks and the way he just so willingly will just ignore all of this stuff he's just focused on the next election oh right obviously and the people like, that if he spoke out against it the people that support him would that's all he cares about is right. his numbers 
So are you saying that his entire base is made up of these people? I, I'm saying that most, a decent amount of his base, mm -hmm. not made up of these people, right. but not people that would condemn these people's actions. Yeah, I get that. You know. And why do you say that? Just the general knowledge, consensus of, of meeting. I guess a lot of it's through media, what I've seen, but also around where I'm from. You meet a lot of people and you talk to a lot of people. You get a lot of Are you from a rural area? Kind of. Okay. I'd say. Right. Yeah. So, it's a good smorgasbord of, of people and, and uh, you got a lot of people on every different side. And I've actually met people after shootings that happened where they're they've like I I went to a party one time and it was like relatively soon after one or another that happened yeah. I don't remember which and like these like three dudes it was we were way out very rural area okay and they were like I don't disagree and I was like oh wow all right um I'm gonna go home now <laughs> that's Jeez. terrifying yeah. don't disagree with what uh the dude that shot up shot a bunch of people. They said they didn't disagree with his motives. His motives, Ugh. and I was like, interesting. Okay, I've seen. Well, I've glad you got yourself out of there. I've seen. I've gone too far into the woods <laughs> for this one. Man. But yeah, I don't know. I think that um, he's he, our president's going to stay pretty quiet. If he stays too quiet, it's bad for him. Right. If he stay, He's going to stay pretty. Quiet. He's got to acknowledge it like a little bit, but like. Well, Josh, you weren't wrong when you mentioned earlier how he's um, kindling white supremacy here in our nation. Um, but while he's doing that on his campaign rallies and instilling violence yeah. among the masses, um, he's also um, playing it down. He's playing down uh, the role of white supremacy and his role in white supremacy, and he's um, citing larger problems such as you know, nuclear weapons, and... Yeah, I just saw that we pulled out of that uh, treaty with Russia. Exactly. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but we have to focus on mass shootings, and although, although nuclear weapons are a large part of today's politics, oh, yeah. we can't play down the role of mass shootings, and that's exactly what our president is doing. Yeah. You know what? Being like, like we were saying, not being surprised by anything. Mm -hmm. With the president we have right now, when I saw that he pulled out of that agreement, mm -hmm. I was not surprised. I wasn't surprised, but this, this like, one uh -oh. scared me. This was, one actually yeah. scared me. I was like, uh-oh, but I was like, kind of, kind of could have foreseen that maybe. Like, it's, 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 it's not, I'm not taken aback. Right. You know? It doesn't surprise me at all. And you I know, feel like that's a horrible thing that for these two, it's normalcy now. This is what the we should we yeah we shouldn't. I should be surprised by the shit that's going down right now, and yeah. I'm not. Right. No matter what it be, it be a global scale or a, a domestic scale. Yeah, in the same way that we've been desensitized to mass shootings, I think we've all been uh, desensitized to all the shenanigans our president pulls on a daily basis. You know. Just one thing after another, it's hard to keep up, and then like by the time you get one thing settled, there are, like three or four have already happened, and you're behind. So, like, um, furthering political agendas. Yes, that's, that's the uh, whole role that um, blindsiding 
all of these mass shootings is doing, just furthering agenda. And for the red right now, that happens to be maintaining gun rights in the U.S. And unfortunately, that's that sure is working. At what cost? I don't know. You tell me. Hundreds of thousands of people. I think it was, was it two, 2016. I don't know. You to, tell me, Josh. Was it? Was it 250? Yeah, 250,000 people okay. died in gun-related incidents. Now that does account right. for some suicides, and I'm sure it made up a, a considerable portion of it. But you can't deny the fact that you know there's a lot of people out here getting shot, and they shouldn't be. This is terrible. That is. And is that on? Uh... Is that just in the U.S. or is that I believe that global? was just in the U.S. Just in the U.S. Yeah. Wow. Just in the U.S. In the year of 2016. Yeah. So you're telling me 250,000 people, a quarter of a million, died from gun violence. It's pretty nuts. 250,000 people. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of people. And in most of these cases, it's all handguns. Um, but the most deadly of these scenarios um, occur when there's an assault rifle. I don't think there's any debate as to whether or not they're more dangerous, you know. Um, they're literally designed to kill people, you know. You can argue the fact that a hunting rifle, you know, is for, you know, animals and sports and maybe even a pistol for, you know, the same reason. But, like, these weapons were specifically developed for war. Yeah, I don't understand people's arguments where they say assault rifles are designed for hunting. They're not. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, maybe if you're awful at hunting. <laughs> like, Do either of you guys like to speed? Yeah, like when we're driving? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You well, do? Even though the speed limit may be 55 miles an hour. Sure. Or 65 in New York. Right. But speeding is okay? I mean, I wouldn't compare it to shooting up a school, but I would say, yeah. No, I wouldn't. Speeding's a little... But surely more but surely more people die in car accidents than they do getting shot each year. That's true. Yeah. And... Would you say it's fair if I were to buy a Ferrari? Something that can go clearly over the speed limit. You would say that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. fair yeah. That's your right as a, so, as a consumer to purchase you know, a good... Something that can go well over the legal limit. Yeah. Or well over and beyond the law. So why can't someone go out and purchase, say, an AR-15? Well, you don't buy a car specifically to run people over. No, you don't. But you don't buy a Ferrari to go on the speed limit. Same concept applies. I mean, I can see the argument behind that, but personally, I think that it's too very different. It's too stark a difference for me to, to really be able to draw that similarity down to a good argument. Because no, I, I like that. I like that comparison. When he ended it and said, "You don't buy a Ferrari to go the speed limit," the right. same argument applies. Yeah, you don't true. buy an AR-15 to go hunting. Oh yeah. Right. Right. I like that. And now, if a mentally disabled person with depression, bipolar, or a variety of um, today's most prevalent mental illnesses, if one of those people were to buy a Ferrari, um, you could use it for menacing purposes, um, and you could. I'm not saying that, hell, people drive off the road with their Ferraris, because that doesn't happen, and I'm sure... um, Many of those people can't f- afford a Ferrari to. Uh, well, yeah, the argument that. there is that they're not as easily accessible as a, you know, an AK or any assault rifle is. It's so easy to get a gun. It's incredibly easy. It is. It is. We don't even have universal background checks for guns. Yeah. 
can actually go out, purchase a gun over the internet, give a fake name, and own a firearm and yeah. kill people. There's gun show loopholes and, and stuff, and which uh, we are working to close. Sure, but like they've been Hopefully. available for quite some time now. Of course, yeah. I'm sure they've done their damage. Of course, and, and we can't ignore the fact that there is three times the amount of firearms in the U.S. and there are people. Um, yeah. And they are out there. There's no pulling them back. It's right. there. Um, and that's something we have to deal with. The only way possible that I could possibly... The only way possible... Yeah, I love it. Um, the only way possible I can see to pull guns is through limiting grandfathering. Um, yeah. Limiting grandfathering weapons to people without proper background checks. Right. Um, you know, some of these guns even get grandfathered into people with felons. Yeah, that people have be robbed before. <laughs> that should not Can be you believe thing. that? Ugh. It's crazy. It's not something that should be flatlined and overlooked right. in the news and media. So I'm not, I'm not super familiar with Sure. Is it when you just, as far as I know, when you, when you get a license, whether it be a handgun or a rifle license, long gun rifle license, you just get it and then you do whatever check that they say they do and you buy it. And then there's no checkup. There's no follow up? I would, right? I would you think just that's have it. true. Yeah. So if, if you are purchasing a rifle in the state of New York at least, you get a background check from a licensed dealer, that is. If right. you go to a gun show, you don't have to go through that background check. Um, a pistol permit, it does require checkups. Okay. Um, however, of course, I could go on the black market, purchase a pistol, or a pistol could be grandfathered in for me. If I was mentally disabled or mentally impaired, I could have a pistol grandfathered in from my dad or from one of my cousins, and it could be passed over, and that gives a mentally unstable person access to a pistol and avoiding our uh, legal safeguards. Yeah, right. our, our safeguards. There you go. Um, it's actually, I've had a few instances in my life where I've had the opportunity to buy guns. Mm -hmm. Before I turned 18, I think 20 is 21 for handguns, 18 for yep. the rifles. Yeah. Correct. The yep. Before I turned 18, wow. um, just based on people I knew. Right. And like, like it wasn't offered to me, but I had seen the people offering, mm -hmm. and I was like, interesting. That's too crazy. That's interesting. Excuse us for a minute. We have some wood that's seeping out of water. Technical difficulties on the fire side. Of the <laughs> <laughs> on the fire side of the fire side, Chancellor Josh. <laughs> Welcome to real, a real talk show. This is organic as you can get. That's Welcome right. To the first real fire on a podcast. <laughs> I'm sure it's been done before, but we're doing it the best, so we'll focus on that. But yeah, um, I've had I've I've seen people offering before, and um, with ammunition, you know, and I see kids around all the time that I know with with these guns that I know that they didn't get grandfathered in. Or they didn't buy it right. from a store because they're my age, you know. Now, what did you say when you were offered or to buy a weapon or you had the chance to buy a weapon? Um, 
I didn't really want it. Okay. For quite a few reasons. <laughs> sure. You know, um, one, it's illegal. That's a big one for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. that would turn a lot of people away. Sure. Um, but you know what, though? They were cheaper than you would expect them to be. Mm. You know? Uh, you really don't have to be putting out all this kinds of money to get these to get right. some guns. You the just, barrier to entry. So it's not. I mean, it's a decent. It's a chunk of money, but it's not like you know. Sure. Like you see, like like I used to watch these like rifle channels, like people on YouTube who like shoot targets or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, I just picked up this new gun. Cost me three grand. Okay. Like some he's some guy who basically makes money off YouTube, so it's fine for him. But. Um, Six hundred, eight hundred dollars, or whatever. So I was yeah. like, yeah, nothing. So yeah, um, it being illegal was a big one. Um, I think that was most of it. I didn't want it either, you know. Like I had no reason to have one. Right. What about home defense or personal defense? Um, I don't feel unsafe at home. Okay. For the person who does feel unsafe at home. Um, I think it's fair, but I think that there are other things that you could use. Mm -hmm. You know, like rubber bullets right. would work well. Pepper spray, tasers, I think those would work fine. I mean, most people get by with just a baseball bat. Baseball bat, mm -hmm. yeah, that would work. Honestly. Oh, you guys are mentioning less than lethal approaches to self-defense. Yeah. Um, what if you're encountered with someone with a gun? Is a less than lethal device gonna provide you the protection you need if someone has a gun who can and has the ability to kill you? Well, I've seen in a lot of cases, um, like I scroll through Twitter a lot and uh, I see videos of, of people like attempting like Grand Theft Auto and they have the owner of the vehicle held at like gunpoint, but you'd be surprised how many people are wary of using it, you know, when quote unquote they should in that you know situation I think a lot of people aren't these you know trigger happy they're just trying to get this guy's car or like you know steal all your stuff you know or like get your wallet you know they're not they're sure. not in this to, to kill somebody the yeah yeah it's not worth it you know so personally I would like to think that if I were in that situation I wouldn't let that deter me from defending myself I wouldn't just give in to that because you know I know that a lot of people in that situation would not shoot me Okay, so you're saying because of the attacker's hesitance to use their firearm, yeah. you don't need to use a lethal approach. Is that what you're banking on? Personally. Is that what you're banking your life on at that point? Well, no. Saying, hey, this person must be hesitant. I'm no. not going to shoot them. Obviously, I'm not going to carry a firearm. Crazy people out there. I'm not going to kill them. Okay, okay. So, that brings up the point. Do we need firearms? I mean, now we do. Because everybody's got one. Okay. You know, you're, you're at a right. disadvantage if you don't have one. Sure. You know? Sure. I don't think we could, at least in my lifetime, ever actually outlaw firearms. Because for citizen use. Mm -hmm. Because then people are going to come out of the, underneath the rocks and be like, the government's taking over. Right. You know, and then that's it's just not going to happen. It's funny you say that, though, because, like, in the event that the government does try to take us over, we lose regardless yeah. of what we have. Yeah. Oh yeah, they if got you look it. at our military <laughs> spending budgets, man. Like, there's no way that some guy in the you know the backwoods, these hey man, you don't know countries, was yeah no. 
Not a shot. Just bow and arrow. Taking on the whole army? I think not. He's been training his whole life for this. <laughs> I mean, go what, what, Was he training for this or for something? <laughs> whatever came first. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, going back to our military spending budget. Military spending budget actually adds up, um, or if we take the sum of the following ten countries behind us on the military spending budget yeah. and add them up, our budget is still larger. Wow. Um, yeah, so we, we spend the most. <laughs> by uh, we don't only spend the most; we spend the most by leaps and bounds. Oh yeah. And we are properly protected. Here in the United States, and we have the power to uh, take out any possible threat. Unless it's our own government. We're, yeah, we're <laughs> protected from outside yeah, sources, but we're yeah. not protected from inside sources. That's, yeah. right. That's right. Which is something to be concerned about. But that's a question I never actually thought of. Is is are these inside attacks? These um, what do you call it? Um, domestic domestic terrorists. Is, are these are these situations that would require our military to step up for any reason? I would uh, like to see more of that personally. You know, I don't think that there's a, any real good way to go about doing that. You know, it's um, yeah, it's not quite feasible to have yeah. military step in. Right. Because um, then that would mean you'd have to have people stationed, you know, in places to exactly. respond, and that's that's man hours, and like, the logistics of it just doesn't scream. I don't necessarily think that we even need military to step in. I mean, if we take a look at the Dayton, Ohio shooting, the mm -hmm. shooter was taken out in under two minutes, yeah. which is unbelievably impressive. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it gets better than that. Yeah. And that was local police force, right? Local police force. They were actually stationed at the, um, at two of the bars gotcha. and took them out in under two minutes. But by that point, the damage was done, you know? Like, there's no way that we're ever going to get to a point where it's all totally preventable. But no, I mean, hey, look at New Zealand, Australia, yeah, no true. guns. Yeah, um, they had one school shooting in like the late '90s, I think it was, and sure. uh, they sure. banned guns. That was and, uh, uh, yeah. New Zealand also yeah did the same. They haven't yeah. had a single mass shooting in Australia, since, to my knowledge. Yeah. So uh, of course. So I mean, that's. Um, I guess it's possible. It definitely, it definitely is possible. It would be ignorant to say that it's not possible. Right. Um, how feasible is it? It's not feasible. Yeah. It's possible, yes. Um, take years to get there and yeah. people to make moves politically. Yeah, there's not a lot of that going on these days. I mean, there's talks, you know, of, uh, like these organizations and companies, uh, you know, donating mass amounts of, uh, you know, money to political campaigns and, and we should stop that because that's that's just you know capitalist America taking control of you know our our government but nobody's really gonna act on that I think um, especially you know people who benefit from those funds directly you know, which is a lot of people would you donate to a charity for cancer yeah what about a charity for not necessarily charity an organization for climate change. Sure. Support support your causes with okay. the money that you earn. Right. Of course that's fair. Yeah. So is it not fair to donate to a politician? Well that brings up that's a totally right. different story. Right. Yeah. Not so, I'm not saying they're the same. I'm just mm -hmm. saying 
that it is a donation to a it's cause well that you admire. Sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, when, when you are an organization or an individual that carries a certain message, and you represent something, to then take that large amount of money, which is power, and give it to somebody, you've, there's some implications there that, you know, that's it's pretty scary. I guess it depends It carries on a lot of weight. If you want corporations to be able to donate money. Right. As compared to just average voters. Right. Well, because that's what um, one of Bernie Sanders' big claims to fame mm -hmm. is the, his average donation is $20. Right. Like more than half of his campaign was funded by small Something donations. Something like that. I think sure. it was. Someone told me about that. Yeah. Um, so I guess that makes him uncorruptible, as a lot of people say, <laughs> which I think is interesting, but yeah, that's funny. I guess it makes him a little bit more safer. Sure. A little, a little bit more safe, um, but... He's on a little higher moral high ground, yeah. I suppose, than the rest of them. I guess so. I would say money persuades most people, yeah. um, if not all people, mm -hmm. and I don't think that Bernie Sanders is necessarily safe, despite... Sure. Uh, his liberal viewpoints, and he's a great guy. From Vermont, great state, love Vermont, who doesn't? Um, but I don't think money uh, can be stopped. That's Nobody's so, immune to money. Uh, so. I mean, there's always that other half of his donations. Yeah. <laughs> That's solid. So what do you think about um, the argument of concealed carry or just owning weapons to prevent the bad guys from shooting. Sure. Um, What's your opinion on that? Well, let's take a look at what it takes to become a concealed carry permit or concealed carry weapon. Uh, you have to be 21, so you have to be older than the majority of the shooters that just happened. Gilroy was 19 years old. The shooting in Gilroy was 19 years old. Dayton, Ohio, I believe he was 20. And then we have El Paso, which was a 20-year-old. So none of them could have been a legal concealed carry, or at least not in New York State. Um, and then you also have to have five references, um, each of which who have a concealed carry already. Um, and then you have to go through a background check and an interview with uh, the ATF. That's pretty extensive. Uh, it is extensive. And if you look at the statistics, not many mass shootings are... I don't know I don't know if there are any mass shootings. Because they're all... Mostly they're all handguns. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, when we talk about concealed carry, we're, we are talking about handguns, but... Um, if we look at all the mass shootings, I don't know if any of the mass shootings actually took place by a concealed carry oh, weapons permit holder. Permit holder. Okay. I don't think that's... Right. I don't think it's happened. I just would not argue with Because that. of how strict... How strict it actually is. So, is it right to take away firearms from these responsible citizens? I don't know. I'm don't curious know. about the argument of, let's say, a concealed carry holder mm -hmm. or owner being at an active uh, mass shooting incident mm -hmm. and then pulling out their firearm mm -hmm. and shooting whoever is is the mass shooter at that point. Do you think that's better? Or do you think it should be left up to the police departments and the officials? Do you think it would add more confusion as to what's going on? Or, like, what, what's your opinion? Well, if the individual is untrained 
uh, for these scenarios, I think that's when things get pretty dicey. Um, you know, like I've, we've all had that discussion of like, you know, in some schools, should should teachers have guns? Because you know, at this point, like they're going to be the closest ones to this before the police are, and uh, they'd be able to stop it before anybody else could. But um, you know, once you once you start looking at what happens when you when you give people that kind of power in those scenarios, uh, a lot of times you'll see they're either indecisive about it or you know um, things just escalate to, to points where they don't need to. There's a lot of emotions going on. Oh sure, because you're like this is a kid, you know, in that scenario anyway, and uh, it's it's real crazy. Um, I don't know. I like the idea that that is a possibility. I like the idea that if I were ever found in one of those scenarios, it's possible that somebody would be able to stop it because they have their pistol on them. Um, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I'm torn on this because yeah. I think that in some scenarios it would be amazing, but I think that in most scenarios it would add more confusion. Yeah, because then what if somebody confuses you as the shooter? Exactly. You know? And yeah. then that's another person that's dead because the cops don't know who's who. Exactly. You know, in some scenarios it would be great. It would be right. save many people, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you got to decide at that point where you're weighing the options mm -hmm. of confusion versus saving a lot of people, which is which you, which you want more. What about this one? What what if to get your concealed carry permit, you have to go through training uh, that will more adequately equip you for mass shooting scenarios, or sort of like a public, you know, thing like that? So you you would be able to differentiate yourself between um, that person in the event like the police show up or okay. you know like like said protocols like you know if if you manage to take down the attacker then you know like like what, is, so, what how does show that you're not yeah you know some sort of precautionary like you know I think I think I mean this might come to bite me in the ass later on but I think to own any type of gun you should be trained one way or another on how to use it, right? Um, and what to do it in, in those certain scenarios. Well, like we have to have a license to drive. You have to show some sort of competency before you get behind, you know, the wheel of the vehicle. Um, and I think that it isn't too outlandish to say that you know maybe we should hold guns to that same standard. You know? Yeah. Another thing that just popped into my head is. I don't know about you guys, but around here, I know a lot of people, I'd say myself included, that not even being grandfathered in, but having ownership, mm -hmm. but having access to. Yeah, because it's, it's one prevalent. of the same when you talk about these scenarios. You don't have to be the owner of it. Your dad could have it on display out in, you know, right above the fireplace, not exactly. even think anything of it. You were raised next to it, you know? Yeah, like um, one time I went to Thanksgiving dinner at uh, my grandma's house, and my father used to keep the guns he had cool. at my uncle's house because my mom didn't like them there or whatever. Gotcha. So he was getting them back. And uh, they were just like, you know, on the couch while we were eating Thanksgiving dinner. Sure. You know, and it, you know, the thoughts never crossed my mind because I was, I was raised um, to, to understand how to shoot a gun and understand, yeah. you know, how it works. Right. Um, but, you know, if, if I really, really wanted to, I could go and get it from wherever it is. 
Um, and I think that, that I would probably have more difficulty than getting it than a lot of people I know. Because, you know, they're locked up. I gotcha. Well, in my scenario, um, we, like growing up, <coughs> there were guns in my house. Uh, we had them, like I said, as like decorations around the fireplace. That's just the way that my family did things. That there's like a, a, a deer's, like a buck head hanging and, and like, you know. But they were just out in the open. And I, as an individual, would like to think that I'm, I'm morally, you know, Responsible. Responsible enough to, to handle that pressure. Of course. Um, thankfully, a lot of people are, I would, I would hope. But sure. there are going to be scenarios, and I'm sure there are, where that's not the case. And um, I, it's it's really weird being a kid being raised around guns because yeah. it could go one of one two one ways. Way and the, the other one definitely outweighs. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the bad outweighs the good by, by quite a lot. So do you think that something we should also look at now is like ways to keep the gun secure? Like like whether it be like gun safes or like require you to purchase a gun safe right. when you get a firearm or something like that? Well, I think one of the key factors we gotta look at there is if you have a gun in your home and you intend to use it for self-defense, is a gun safe gonna prevent you from That's using true. it in yeah. a fast and quick self-defense scenario it could That's true, we yeah. do we do have um, quick access gun safes yeah that just require a fingerprint and even smart guns now but are these even then that's another step you know right. yeah but are these are these barriers that make the gun even more dangerous you know because mm -hmm. I would like to think in in the terms of like a home invasion it's I want to pull the stats up on this because it's actually kind of interesting but um, if you look at how many people like let's say let's say you're breaking into a house and the alarm goes off. How many times, like out of ten, is that guy gonna run? So rather than investing in a gun for your sole, you know, home protection, why not take that money and invest it in, let's say, an alarm system or cameras, you know, set up? Because I would think that would be a pretty efficient deterrent in most cases. You know, I think this might just be. I don't know why I think. But I feel like people that purchase guns for mm -hmm. home defense mm -hmm. live in situations where an alarm would not scare them. That's fair. But the thing is, as, as a responsible citizen, I'd like to think of myself as a responsible person. Mm -hmm. If there were a home defense scenario, I pray to God that nothing like right. that happens. But if there were, I would love to have a firearm by my side to eliminate that threat yeah. for my family, my kids, yeah. whoever. That's true. I guess it's just like evening a playing ground. Uh, right, sure. Like I said sure. earlier, you're at a disadvantage if you don't have one. Yeah. When when used properly, guns are perfect. They are, and they are designed to kill, and they are designed to eliminate threats. So um, that shouldn't be ignored. Although they kill 250,000, right. roughly 250,000 people a year in the United States. Yeah, the um, weight of this is, is very heavy. Of course. Um, it's important to also look at the demographics that make up the United States. Um, people who are trained and not trained to use guns. People who know how to use them correctly and safely. And those who don't. And I'm going to take a wild guess that uh, a handful of those people don't know how to properly use firearms that are causing these 250,000 deaths per year. So do you think that... 
like let's leave the idea of, of the firearm itself alone for a second. Okay. The the like magazine. The, the I hear people get yelled at for calling clips. I don't know why. When uh, I played Nerf, so it's So a, a clip. Just just as a yeah, sure. specific talking point, a clip is a piece of metal similar to a magazine that holds the holds the bullets um, before you load it in. Uh, it's found commonly on older rifles such as M1 Grands and Call of Duty. And, uh, when you load it into the magazine? The so, yeah. The, and then you pull it out and then exa all Exactly. It goes into an internal magazine, gotcha. the bullets. Okay. Uh, the clip is used to load those, but go right, on. Sorry to interrupt. No, no. Actually, thanks for telling me that. For sure. Yeah, for I learned sure. something. <laughs> yeah, I just learned something. Um, so, decreasing the size. Right, like decreasing high, high how many, magazines. how many, how many uh, shots you can take. What do you think about what's What's your opinion on that? I mean, they could just buy more and then have them on them. But it's, it's true, but it's a reload time. Right. It adds, yeah. Makes yep. it less efficient, at least in, in some capacity, you know, for them to, to get those rounds out. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really see a scenario where you would need a drum oh, yeah. or a banana yeah. or whatever, however large those ones are. Yeah, that's a... Unless you're... I don't know. You're doing I really stuff. Don't have like doing, a, yeah. There's no one less really in this situation. Right? That's that's a great talking point, and uh, we have a few states, such as uh, New York and California, who limit the magazines on all weapons to ten rounds. Um, New York, in some circumstances, only allows seven, wow. um, which may be a little too far, uh, because some weapons, such as the AR-15 and AK-47. Uh, their standard capacity magazines is 30 rounds. That's standard capacity right. for those weapons. Um, as for the use of assault weapons, uh, you use them to kill. Right. They're designed for war. Correct. That would be correct in all facets. Unfortunately. I guess I could see more... The only time I can see requiring more than seven rounds is like bird Bird hunting, you said? Bird hunting, bird hunting. okay. Because they kind of just shoot in the air and hope, I mean, they're they aiming they hit something. Like they're pretty much just Maybe. Well, you also, I mean, you also have to look at for bird hunting. Um, Those are, sh they're slugs, shotgun slugs. Well, actually, you actually use bird rounds, bird right. pellet rounds. Bird, sorry, so, bird shot, yeah. Right, yeah, bird shot. Um, in which you spread so you have a better chance at hitting the target. Um, and some shot, high capacity shotguns. Um, can take up to 20 rounds with a drum mag, yeah. uh, which is not common. Like an AA-12? Yeah, those are AA-12s, um, but Benelli shotguns carry up to about eight eight rounds, and hell, I hope you can hit a bird with that. <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if yeah. not, you shouldn't be bird hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find a new profession, please. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> Maybe take up golfing if you can't yeah. get a bird with eight shots. Right. And, if, and if you're if you're using that to feed your family, maybe just take the, the money you spend on rounds and just buy it like a turkey. Yeah, <laughs> just go and buy one that somewhere they got. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, let's take a look at Alaska, though. Um, food's expensive out there. I mean, yeah. It is. It is. I, I can't argue that in some places in this country, hunting is probably necessary to survival. But Maybe. Maybe. How many shootings are in Alaska? I mean... <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to... Probably not you know, a lot. You know, probably not a lot. And I bet, I bet people from Alaska um, are more educated on firearms. Yeah. Because they use them, they grow up using them hunting, and right. hunting with them. Hunt bear. It's part of the culture. It's part of the culture. It is part of the culture. And I think it's quite irresponsible to argue um, living in a state where we don't need or rely on firearms for food to say that we need them or it is a part of our culture because right. it's not a part of our culture uh, in the lower states right. uh, because we're blessed to have grocery stores right. and convenience stores every five minutes. Uh, therefore, we don't need them for hunting purposes. Exactly. <laughs> but we get clumped in with everyone else when someone says it's the culture of our of course, yeah, of course, of course. You have one person, um, you know, from nowhere, yeah. not nowhere, let's respect their city, <laughs> um, but they say, you know, it's part of our culture, and they can argue that point, but hey, look look at the percentage of people who don't have a convenience store. That's, that's a low percentage we're looking at. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that percentage of people who actually rely on firearms is very low. Uh, what some people would call statistically insignificant. Right. So, what about the idea of like banning all types of weapons in like densely populated areas? New York City. Yeah. Uh, they are banned in yeah. New York City, but uh, there still are shootings in New York City. That's true. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, I don't know. There was the FIT. FIT just recently had a scare. Wow. Okay. I uh, last wasn't semester, aware. I think. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't think anyone was shot, but I think he did have a gun. Okay. Um, it was a student there. Wow. And um, another thing to say, actually, about that, which just like a desensitized thing, is I knew kids, I know kids that go to FIT, and I know they know people, and they were telling me stories about how kids at FIT were like DMing the kid mm -hmm. who was doing the shooting. Or, or scaring people or whatever. Mm -hmm. like, just like, please stop, like stuff like that. Right. Like they were messaging the right. kid at the same time. Because like they didn't, it wasn't like a huge deal to them, you know? Wow. Like, like um, they weren't like scared, I guess. Like I, there was a, there was a whole bunch of like, people sent me screenshots of like, like they were in a group chat with the kid or something. And you know, he wasn't texting, right. but they were texting him. Right. Interesting. But yeah, there was a, it, I think it was, um, it was almost at the end of the semester. So, you know, really. Yeah, so people always get managed to get them in. Especially, you know, the thing about that is probably college, college is a probably big reason. People come from all over the place. Yeah, true. So it's, 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 it's a melting pot of people there. It's yeah. not just native people to the, you know, the city. It's a huge hub. Yeah. It's hard to keep that whole thing secure. Especially in like community colleges too. Mm -hmm. We had a, I think we had a shooter on campus at uh, Hudson really Hudson Valley. Yep. Or oh we had a scare. When was that? Was it recent? First semester of last year. So um, September October. Wow. I believe yeah. And it was um, actually also another thing you might find interesting mm -hmm. is there was someone I knew. I think I told you the story. I'll do the little quick sure. synopsis. There was a kid I knew in one of my classes who got was being tried for arms dealing. I don't believe you told me this. I, I think know, I was remember right? something it's a like terrifying that. Terrifying story. Wow. 
it's a long story. Sure. Keep it short for this, okay. but um, yeah, he was, he was, uh, I was friends with him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, okay, friends with him. Um, and uh, he was being tried for like something like a deal for like seven hundred grand or something. Whoa! <laughs> Sounds like a businessman to me. Yeah, yeah he was taking the business classes, so there you go. You know, but yeah. Um, so like, I don't even remember where he came from. I don't know where he was from. We didn't really talk too much about that. That's fair. But there was some red flags. Of course, he was. He was. You know, I had him in a law class. He was doing the so raise his hand. So like say someone were to he was doing a lot of those. Oh, he was scoping hypothetical out scenario. Yeah. 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 Here we go. Mask for right. a friend. If I were to have Just for six thousand rifles, <laughs> what's the charge? <laughs> you know. Uh, so uh, there were some red flags. Yeah. Sounds like a red flag to me. That's for sure. I think that I think that kids. I guess we're not kids, but, but people in school mm-hmm. are like air quotes first line of defense for any situation like a school shooting. Right, because they're, they're Cause in it. We man. know. We, yeah. we you probably know we what's going to happen before it happens, man. We got an idea. Yeah. We engage people really well. Yeah. Especially because they spend so much time with it. You know, yeah, you're immersed in it. Eight hours a day, every day. You know what's normal, you know what's not normal. Even the people that you think are not normal, you know they're normal for them. Right. And if something's up, They'll know. You know, they'll know. I think they should have a, a bigger voice, you know, when it comes to that. Like, I'm sure every every concern that the kids bring to, like, administration is, is dealt with properly, you know, and, and managed to the best of their abilities. But, you know, I can't, I don't want to think about how many times somebody was like, oh, this kid doesn't seem right. Or like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm worried that this is going to happen. And it's just swept under the rug. Like, you know, you're just a kid, whatever. Yeah, you don't know. They probably have They'll just talk to the kid in question, and then find that he's just, he just seems a little depressed, or like he's one of the weird kids, and they don't want to don't want to bother. And they exactly. they chalk it up to he's being bullied. You know, everybody calls him a school shooter because you know he's an outcast, and everybody wants to make fun of him. Or well, you know, I think that's a good point you bring up, Josh. But with we'll we'll divert a little bit. Sure. With climate change. Um, we can recognize fossil fuels are one of the leading causes yep. to depleting our ozone layer. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, you know, mass shootings, uh, we'd have to target mental health in our country. That's the base of it. Um, so we'd have to target that. And we can't, that's, that's tricky because we can't necessarily um, define a mass shooter before, before it happens yeah. right. because of how tricky mental illness is. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that we can pinpoint as fossil fuels are to depleting our ozone layer. Right. It's not something that simple. Not that climate change is simple, but... We can't be like, this is the start. This is what's we, going We on. can't we pull can't. that one kid out of your business class or your law class and say, hey, this kid's going to shoot up the school. We need to um, bring him to a mental health facility. Okay. Um, and honestly, the only way we have are preventi- uh, preventative measures starting with parents, um, recognizing that their kid is falling on a mentally ill path and um, seeking treatment and making sure that the kids feel comfortable seeking treatment. Comfortability. And you as a parent have to be able to recognize that too. And not be in denial. Right, right. 
Because I feel like most parents would be, you know. They'd be like, oh, she's just Right. True. Or like my kid wouldn't do that. Exactly. Not my son. Right. Or my daughter. Or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. Parents parents are, are like, front line. They're the, they're the first line they're of defense. They're the first line. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, that. but, um, Given that most of these shooters were right around the 20-year-old um, age, yeah, they. I'm assuming they live with their parents. I yeah. live with my parents. I mean, I'm I 21 do. years old. Um, so there you go. I wonder what that's like. Like you know, being the parents. You see, of you see people that go on the news, mm -hmm. the parents or the friends or the neighbors or what have you, and they're like, never saw it coming. Right. Because you know that's what you say. Right. You don't sit there and be like, yep, I knew it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, true. that would be awful. Uh, yes. I don't know if either of you are familiar with Chris Watts. No? No. I know the name. Chris was. Watts. Okay, the 30-year-old um, um, man back in 2010. Don't quote me on that. But uh, he had a beautiful wife and two children and quite affluent. Had a great job in the oil industry, uh, made upwards of six figures a year, and one day he pulled his truck into his garage and uh, killed both of his children and his yeah. wife and loaded them into the car and uh, brought them away to an oil field and acted like nothing happened. Uh, and there's a few videotapes going around of him just acting like nothing happened when talking to law enforcement. So. Uh, People are unpredictable. It's uh, human nature to be unpredictable. It's easy to hide shit. Yeah, of course it's easy it to naturally hide. naturally to us, yeah. honestly. Absolutely. You can't really uh, discern what's for real and, you know, what and people are And I would thinking. like to think that when a, when a kid gets to the point where they are in a mental state where they would be a, like a school shooter, they are so disconnected from their parents at that point. Like, there's... Of course, I feel like the parents should know. It's it's an instinct to know kind of what. I don't think so, man. If really? if your kid comes home every day from school and they're quiet and they go and listen to music in their room, and you've got a, a really busy nine to five job or you work nights, you know, I, I'd be like, all right, yeah, kid's doing fine. You know, I'm not gonna be like, so how is everything? Are you a school shooter? You know, like a lot of a lot of parents are very busy with their jobs and and, and managing their lives, and, and I think it, it can be very difficult for. Um, a parent to really take that role, you know, and, and look very deeply because it's just, first of all, you're not expecting it, so why should you? And second of all, like, it's very difficult to get to the bottom of it, you know? And I feel like most parents just assume that they know their kid. That's fair. That's true. Taking a quick wood break for everyone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I totally agree with you on that, actually, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I can't... Right, and neither am I. Any claims, I have a we have, we have parents. Yeah. Yeah, so. I know how little he's around. You know, I know how little... Is. You're right, my dad doesn't know too much about yeah, what's going on. Yeah, right. He'd make sure that I'm alive. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's a great dad. I'll let everyone know that. Right. He's a good dad. I wouldn't but, deny uh, that. I wouldn't doubt it either. But he'd make sure... He'd make, he knows I'm alive most of the time, and mm -hmm. that's enough, you know, because... You know, I'm 19 now, so yeah. like that's really. He assumes you're a responsible yeah, adult. He doesn't have to baby so. you, and you know. 
Which is crazy to think about, actually, now that I just said that right now. <laughs> because all of these people are 19, 20, 18. Yeah. So, that other stage. people have parents like my parents, so they're just like... Good parents! You know, good parents, but like, you know, back in their day, they had 13 jobs and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, like, hiked 13 miles to work. <laughs> when you turn 18... You're kind of on your own, even if you're living at home. You know, right. not on your own. Right. My dad was out of the house when he was 17. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, so, then life's like that. My dad would have no idea right. if I became that. Right. He would. He, uh, he's a great right. dad, but he would not. So, uh, yeah, never thought about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I said, I think at that point, when when somebody gets to that point, they're so isolated from their families and, and the people that they live with the people that love them, you know, because, like, to me, I feel like if you were really immersed in that kind of environment, you should never have gotten to where you were, you know, if that's where all of your time is and you're surrounded by people who are positive, you know. Uh, do we know what the the age range is for, for what these... Because I feel like if we figured out the age range, then we could figure out when to start looking for... The age range of... Of the, the school shooters. The ones, the that, the ones that committed the crime. So, um, funny you bring this up, Will. I happen to be on BBC and uh, see a chart for um, age ranges. And uh, most of them are 18 years old to 29 year olds. Wow. Um, and this particular chart is citing a Virginia Tech happening in April of 2007, Sandy Hook happening in 2012, and the Orlando shooting of June 2016. I forgot. I was in Orlando when that happened. Wow. Yeah. That's terrifying. I remember Sandy Hook happening, and I remember how absolutely torn apart everybody was, and looking at that, compared to anything that happens today. And I understand it was an elementary school, and it's different scenarios each time, but I look at how desensitized we've become as a nation to all of this stuff, and it's almost as tragic as the events themselves, I think, personally. Yeah, exactly. Like, I forgot just now that yeah. I was there. Not in the club, but I was in the city. So... I don't know how to fix it. I don't think there is a way to fix it. I think it's only going to get worse the more and more we have. we got to think like 19 steps deep into this equation and really like figure our shit out. And unfortunately, that's just not. That's true. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. And I think the sad thing about it is that I think the only way, or the only feasible way mm -hmm. in our current climate mm -hmm. for any sort of regulation that starts actually happening, right. like not like just bits and pieces here, okay. is if more happened. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we've had enough to... That's what I think too, but I don't think that... Well, that, obviously it's that not enough because people aren't doing people shit aren't about doing it. it but, you know. yeah. And and because like the... the oh, yeah, really yeah. quickly, I'm sorry. We're reaching the 59 minute mark here and uh, this thing cuts off at an hour, so unfortunately I think we're going to have to draw this conversation to a close. However, I am more than okay with continuing this after the podcast is over. Sounds um, good. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate the time that you've given us, and uh, I hope you have a great night.